joke. I know. Was. Well, he used to what call I me. As you were looking for expectations. No, I know you yeah, yeah, No, no, it's okay. I, I did. I fucked up the wording. You're it's all right, okay, buddy. I, I'm I, here can, for you. I can feel I need the meaning. to work on it. All right. Gotcha. Jeez. No words. Words have meaning. Yeah. And he called me as little call me pinko liberal, and he'd always say drug bust fan. They're happy. Like yeah. so, all of those things. Like duh. How old were you? Like five, six. Yeah, like tiny. Like my whole life. Were you doing drugs at that point? No, I didn't do drugs until like I was actually like late high school. I didn't really oh start doing man. drugs till early college, Boy, and then once I found acid, I was like, I'm gonna be. I was on acid baby. more than I wasn't like one What'd semester. You oh acid? Yeah, How old is so bad brain. for you? That's so oh, no. bad. That shit yeah, has the longest yeah. term impact on me out of any other drug. For yeah, sure, it does. Sure. Yeah, so it Aaron, what you were way. saying it about acid? Good. Yeah, it could be good. That shit fucked up my reading comprehension. Wait, hold on. What Aaron was telling me and my articulation like made me super anxious. Let Aaron, because what you told me about acid changed my opinion on acid. Really, wholeheartedly. I just think. I used to do a lot of drugs, right? And they all had a certain impact on me, like with with like emotions and right shit like that. But acid is the only one that I can really feel like my cognitive ability has dropped a bit. You know, like my reading oh. comprehension isn't quite as clear. My my it may just be that I'm more anxious. You know, at the end of the day, but at least I feel like I've lost some cognitive ability from acid. Although it did open me up initially, like the first one Made or two you more times. honest. First yeah, but then, two. but then it's an, oh yeah, I did it all the time. I used to wait two weeks just to get, just so you yeah, could yeah, get yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, you're smart about that. And if you do them in between that, then you fuck your shit up. And yeah. I only did it like, you know, a couple times. And I regret I'm, that, you know? I regret I, that I shit. Took acid. You burn out your, burn out your receptors. So I think people need to hear that because you hear a lot of positive shit about yeah. But yeah, there, I, I read a study the other day that said there are no long-term shit, like negative impacts. Oh, People oh, that are taking it the long-term. No, but it's like, any, I don't yeah, know. Anyone knows. That's the government. I, I yeah. still, well. No, the government doesn't want you to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't make it. There's a whole bunch yeah. of narratives. I, like used media to, I used to get portrayals. flashbacks. They didn't make it. But, you know, weed is they also a hallucinogenic family. They weren't the first people to, like, chemically create it. It was done by German psychologists. And Aldous Huxley. Oh yes. And, and Aldous Huxley. Brave New World. Herman Hesse. Yeah, and then I love Brave MK New World. I, I read it. I read yeah, it well, that, was, that happened later. Right. Acid came in like late 40s, 50s. Yeah, but. The government did a project with it. MK Ultra. MK Ultra. No, yeah, yeah, they fucking. But they wanted to use it as a weapon. They made it a Unibomb. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen yeah. some of those things yeah, yeah. in the 50s <laughs> where they give, like, housewives acid and stuff, and they film them. I've seen some of these yeah, films, yeah, and yeah. they, like, watch them like as they're, like, crazy. laughing and getting all crazy. And they're, like, <laughs> it's in a, like, a medical, very sterile. I'd be like, I don't want to do acid in, like, a sterile situation <laughs> like that. It'd be like doing acid at the hospital. Gross, weird. Yeah. No <laughs> fun. No there's fun. A, there's yeah, a great video of uh, British commandos all... Uh, being given acid and like going They're on, slapping. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> like three, and they go on hikes that? and they just like lose it and like they start to climb the trees and it's like as you can see, the fine <laughs> British commandos have been has minds have been taken hold by Jamie. a drug too powerful. But they're just having a great time. Like they're loving it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they never ask them. All what of they them think are because they're like hardened dudes. You know, if you take some acid and like you have some life behind you, you could really just be like, okay, I'm good. But if you, you know? if you've ever taken acid, you know what the confusion is. For right. sure. Like, you know how confused you get? I, l I lose, now if I take too much, I lose, um, I can't speak. I lose all yeah, speaking I functions. See I what just I mean? can sit there and I'm like, oh shit. But then, I, I and then, all, of a sudden, but then all of a sudden, sentences, like I can't make a sentence. Like it just doesn't work. But then all exactly. of a sudden it comes back and I'm like, oh, I can talk again. Because it's just a broad confusion. I, yeah. I feel like I took too much of it until there's a little bit of that broad confusion. Yeah. That's oh, what no. I feel like. You know, because like, but you're excited. an eloquent like you're kid. More, you say very I, cool sentences. So it may just you make good anxiety. words. I don't think so, <laughs> yeah, though. I don't think so. I don't I, really know you well, but I've since, no, since our are. conversation you started. Yeah, you, you, you have imposter syndrome. You have imposter syndrome. Okay. Yeah, 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 let's keep talking. I'll, 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 I'll take syndrome? that gladly. 
I don't know what imposter syndrome is. What? Imposter, imposter syndrome is when you're yeah. at a place in your life and you don't think you should be there because you don't either you don't think you're talented enough or you don't think you work hard enough. But it's it has to and the most successful people have it. So if you're highly intelligent, you might have some of this imposter syndrome. I think Oprah has it. No way. No, she would no, no way. She Oprah has. is on the cover of every Oprah magazine. <laughs> every single I think Oprah has ever. to worry more about actual imposters. Like people pretending to be her. <laughs> like people because she's James very no nope, like people no. are probably pretending to be Oprah and like trying to sell fake books it, on well, the corner. It's hard <laughs> to be a drag queen Oprah because True. she doesn't really sing any songs unless you look right. at the color purple maybe. Nope, she doesn't sing. I think the trans community I think the trans gifts. community would be much more widely accepted if they just gave oh out free shit occasionally. They do. The trans community? They're not, not widely disease. accepted. I mean like No, don't be like that. I'm That's kidding. Dumb. I'm That's kidding. I'm speaking I'm joking. Of, not funny. Speaking These are jokes. Being an edge lord. I'm being an edge lord. These are all jokes. I do not condone. Is not condoning of You're being a 2.0 meme guy. What? Oh yeah. He only says pill. these terrible things because he looks at dumb Instagram shit from stupid people. It's <laughs> so yeah, fun. Yeah, He's trying do. to show it to me. We look at this, do. Pam. And I'm like, look, I don't, Pam. That's, I don't get it. Look, Pam. Some people think this way. Isn't this it is ridiculous. This is a good you point. You follow a lot of Fortune, Insta dude, thoughts. To be honest, bro. Huh? I don't. I've. I've. Do you no, dude. No, no. It's the funny thing. It's well. Usually, it was. It was girls that were in the weightlifting community, and now they're just get realizing how silly it can be, and then they're just like, I'm just gonna pose in front of. Yeah, they're my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always ask you if you know someone like if a wicked hot bitch is on your feed, I'll be like, Is he ugly? Sometimes he does. Close my mind. I think he means it in a nice way. You yeah, know, like the good way. kind. The good kind. I met, I met a wicked hot you know, girl. You know, the good kind. She's crazy. Instagram this weekend. She was awesome. No sense. They're all very, very. They're all very, very nice girls. They're all very nice young ladies, and no, some yeah. of them. We all need yeah. to let each other talk on this podcast. Some yes, of them. Five of us yeah. were all rookie podcasters except Pam. So I think we should, and maybe not. What? Oh, you're not. You're not. No, no. I take responsibility for that then. But comedy's a little different. Yeah. It's a no sense. We're exploring ideas. One of the this is your new one of the story. ideas on acid that I wanted to ask was: Is there a right amount of acid that you can do? Because when I first took acid, I my first instinct was everybody should do this. Everyone should yeah. do this. Uh, I don't know I about everybody, too, but y there does come a ceiling where you can't do any more. You can't gain any more from it. Right. Yeah. Unless you do That's absurd yeah, amounts. Once you lose the novelty, it's yeah. the same effect. I mean, you know, it just becomes like it can, it can never be a recreational drug because the effects externally aren't still there. Not, it's the, it is a confusion. At least for me, it's not fun. But the 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 novelty of like getting high is going. That's the growth part yeah. is cool. But yeah. if you don't have that, then you're just putting a hole in your back. Well, I just I like nothing. I really like hallucinogens. Like I like it when yeah. things. I like it when and and weed is a hallucinogen. And sometimes when I get really high, like I see tracers and lights get weird. I'm down with that shit. Like I like tripping out, and right. I like thinking things that aren't real and finding connections that might I might not. With my regular people, that I'm like, those two things are totally conflated, or right. whatever. But I feel like weed's on the surface of acid goes into yeah. it. Acid, yeah. yeah. And it like it'll take something out, or you'll put something in. And if there's nothing, it's there's like a perfect a exchange. Yeah, you gotta maybe so like maybe like a microdose. Yeah, I like or maybe just one time, yeah, one tab, one time. Pass, pass. That doesn't sound good to me. I like the microdose. Shrooms are safer. Shrooms are safer. Yeah, because well, it's safer. easier to microdose on shrooms. Take Absolutely. little itty bitty bits yes. to see where you are, as yeah. opposed to, I wonder what this yeah. is gonna do. Once like, it touches your tongue, you, you all or nothing. <laughs> you 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 you're in, in there, in there like swimwear. 
Have you ever? Um, did, did you, you know yeah. that if you take acid stays in like your uh, your spinal fluid for a really long yeah. ass time, and if you crack your back, it'll just go right back into your mm-hmm. bloodstream. Sweet. Uh, yeah, we used to crack each other's backs all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. Not that extreme it's though. What if you you're at the bank? It's not that extreme. What if yeah, you're yeah. at the bank or something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, just crack yeah. your back. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're yeah. an alien. Exactly. Yeah. It also doesn't come up in tests except for on hair and spinal fluid. Yeah, yeah but you can't go to space taking acid. I know that because they give you a spinal tap. Same with menthol cigarettes. Ah, the devil. Is menthol is the devil. Yeah, two things. It stays well. forever. Acid? Yeah, acid. I don't and know it's about such the menthol. Tiny truly, micro, micro, I know, micro. I've been hearing the acid. I, I wonder if corporations will start okay. to invent uh, ways to test that spinal fluid for acid when yeah. in their hiring process. Yeah, you that's have to tap like your spine. No because way. Yeah, because no, people who are complicated process. It's like a needle that long. Like you remember the movie? They named it specifically after that procedure. Pretty metal, you know. They stick a giant metal needle into your spine and pull like out a big ass like mosquito. I'm sure. I'm sure we could develop ways to get for that sure. spinal fluid out for cheap, make it ubiquitous in the hiring process. Because <laughs> I think it would be in companies' interest to know who to has know done acid. Like, because if I you've done acid and you're working for a for a company that has three hundred thousand employees, you're not going to be the best. Or they that's may, not maybe, I don't know. If that's I, I disagree. Thank that's you, not true at all. I've done tons and tons of acid, and I'm a really yeah, diligent girl. worker. You work for yourself, yourself. Yeah. in yeah. every aspect, except yeah. at, for at Counter Offer, where you make cool hamburgers and shit. But they're <laughs> dope, and they're made with love always. So it is kind of like you're working for yourself. But when I used to work for Features, I follow. I can follow orders and stuff. I don't think that. I don't think that the drugs you've done should determine what. Externally, because nobody, Definitely. nobody knows how smart you are or whatever. And I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't. They Definitely. shouldn't. But my friends, like all got my friends who graduated college a year ago, they all had to get weed tests. Mm. Well, it tested for everything, but like you can't piss dirty on weed to get Terrible. hired at these big yeah. companies. Oh, how boring! Yeah. Yeah. So boring. Life. Like, they might change that <laughs> in a while. I don't know if that applies to creatives, like people yeah. in ad agencies like that if you're creating like advertisements like like these yeah. things i don't think that they oh, have well them. they encourage they, have they encourage alcoholism should be because a requirement. my buddy who's in advertising he part of his expense thing is he has a little refrigerator in his uh thing and it's it's stocked the company pays for his alcohol so that he'll like he'll work nights and weekends he's like yeah, i'll work nights and weekends if i can drink and so <laughs> he has part of his yeah. thing and he just That's drinks dope. and works. It's like I've often paid and drink tickets. I, I delivered a company. Just sitting there by yourself at 2 I'm just like, <laughs> you know what would be funny? Yeah, I do know a <laughs> what lot of What if the monkey could drive? <laughs> <laughs> I do know a lot of people who work for these corporations. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All my reefer. friends, it's how they, they may have deal with stress that. when yeah. they get off that's work that's at 6.45. Yeah, yeah. I like to say reefer. Like my friends who are in tech, Don't that's how they deal with stress. Every yeah. day after they get off work at 6.45, sure. none of them exercise. None of them travel. 6.45, like my my brothers in law school, you don't meet people at six forty five. Yeah. And if they don't, they kinda like bit off the rocker. Yeah. <laughs> and also <laughs> you like don't even have to smoke anymore. <laughs> you can keep your lungs and just do edibles. Right. Yeah. Or vaporize it. That's the number packed. one bitch. No, some, people's, uh, some people's livers don't process that so good, man. It takes like 
way too much. Well, and you're you're right. When you eat, when you do edibles, the THC turns into THCV, which is a totally different cannabinoid that's only synthesized inside your own liver. And it only happens when you have edibles. When you smoke it, it doesn't do that because it doesn't process through. That's why the high feels so different, and it's like and it lasts longer. But if your liver has some kind of weird thing, like just happens genetically to some people, it makes it (laughs) super difficult to toe that line. It's just it just makes it stronger because it's a different cannabinoid and different people's bodies react differently. Like well, and it's just like if you have to overload the amount to, that you have to get to get a similar effect, your central nervous system the next day because of the amount of CBD that was put in there to compensate because of the extra amount, you're just like jello the next day. Like your central nervous system doesn't work. Well, I mean, I'm a little fuzzy if I eat enough edibles, but I wouldn't say that I my nervous system doesn't work. Nervous we'll see what happens what to Sam mean? because as we speak, he's slamming down a piece of Pam's homemade reefer olive bread it's delicious friends i'd recommend you put it. jalapenos in it yeah did you yeah, uh, it's a bold Pam, bread. you, you got to give us a master class on on your uh on your oh your yeah. tree baking because you go like you got years oh thank Ooh, yeah. you so much you got years of the wisdom of baking pot Ooh, and like yeah. you're you already, had a, you, already, you already had a big slice on your own so that's not fair it doesn't even taste like wheat normally when i taste homemade edibles it's like you're eating hash strong yeah. ones at least that's how you make the butter pam, pam is a creative Pam's and it extends to all aspects of her life. That's sick. I like to. I try to do that myself in ways too. <laughs> I can see it, and I appreciate it when I see it. I'm so proud. No dead air. You guys enjoying your reefer cakes? Aaron, where are you from, bud? I'm from Chicago. I, mean, I was born oh, okay. here, but I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you got a, you got one of those uh, four star flags tattooed on you? Absolutely not. Uh, we do have the like coolest everyone flag. Everyone from though. Chicago, ha- they you do. Does San Francisco even have a flag? What's your town flag? No. It's a pot leaf. See that? Yeah. That's uh, why in a bear's mouth. Bear, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a bear. It's a bear, uh, and he's panning for gold, and he's got a joint sticking out of his mouth, yeah. and there's a little pot leaf on the back. There's <laughs> also a rainbow. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> it's a bear. It's actually not like a grizzly bear. It's like a bear bear. It's like a oh, like a like a man, like a large homosexual, like a large homosexual man wearing leather. Got it. And with a harness, he's a bear, and um, so he's actually smoking a joint, and then there's a pot leaf behind it. It seems like it's kind of yeah. It sounds like the it sounds like the flag's kind of busy. The flag is busy. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you'd just be a little busy. Aren't Time flags supposed to be simple? Speaking of flags being busy, the Mississippi flag has the Confederate flag. In sure the does, buddy. Touch busy. Touch busy. My mom, <laughs> my mom went to uh, Old Miss, and I saw her old yearbook once, like the 1976 year, like 80 maybe, so it's like somewhere in there. And the entire cover of the it was just Confederate flags. It was yeah, the cover yeah. of the yearbook. I, my buddies in college had Confederate flags in, oh, yeah, in their dorm room. Same they had them in Canada. Take, we got to get rid there of that flag. It, like in our hometown, man. It's, in Al- it's like the Alabama State flag. Oh, yeah. Here, oh, yeah. Billy, you're, yeah. Billy yeah. you, th- you think they we should time, get rid of the flag? The thing about the flag is, like, even besides the fact that it was a symbol of the cause to con- continue slavery, it was also a flag that... Well, like fought America in a war. Treason. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah besides no, no, no. Treason, I besides think that's why we should keep it. it. I think we need to keep yeah, it because you got to be able, you know, you have to be able to identify assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very important that they keep the, the flags yeah, it's because true. I want yeah. to know who you are. Yeah. If you feel like that and you're just like, no, it's just a symbol of our history. I want to know no, where you're at, dude. I want to get yeah. a good eye on you. If you're on the highway and you got a big Confederate flag, I'm going to get out of your way. And it's good yeah. for both of us. And you know what? I there's a there's like a one of my takes is uh, they've been taking a lot of the Confederate monuments down, like in these like yeah. uh, right. southern metropolitan areas. 
But they took one down that was called Silent Sam, and it was like commemorating just the soldiers. And one of my one of my favorite books of all time is called Company H. It's just an autobiography from a private. And that kid was like, it makes you feel bad for all the kids who died for the Confederacy. You know, they died for a terrible cause, and they didn't even own slaves. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like so when I, yeah, like when I was a kid, we went, we took a field trip, we took a field trip to Stone Mountain, as like a class. It's basically the Confederates' uh, Mount Rushmore. It's got all the major generals on their horses, and they're like, yeah. look, these were great men. Yeah, I was like, wait, they what? Were great, they're objectively great generals, but they yeah, should not be up like, there. Huh? But I went, to, I went to Old Miss, man. There was a lot of Confederate memorials Elite. there. Elite. And not really. And yeah. there was like, there was a lot of nonsense yeah. with the statues, man. People getting weird about it. Oh, they, it they, got rid of a, they got they rid of the mascot while it. I was there because the mascot was Colonel Reb. Which, yeah. you know, I get it. Are they, yeah. Is yeah. Ole Miss still the Rebels? Yeah, but now they're like the Land Sharks or the Black Bears or something. I think they, they have like be Ole Miss, though. They always just be Ole Miss. They should, dude, honestly. Like, but but it's celebrating too much of past that. Yeah, it should be remembered, but not at but all. It does not, represent right, not something. celebrated. Remembered, yeah, but remembered. not yeah, celebrated. It, it, it does represent that. certain yeah. values, yeah. though. Because like, even yeah. I used to live in Canada, and even in rural Canada, they had Confederate flags. Because it stands oh, yeah. for a rural attitude. It's not, sorry, not rural, but it's in... Stands yeah, for like you know a rebellious yeah, attitude, rural attitude, uh, of of yeah ignorance in that sense and, and isolationism huh. and Easy. rebellion. Hey, a man. lot of values. Hey man, yeah. hey man you calm no, down. I, know, but it's but calm I don't down mean to say man. rural. I don't mean to say that rural though. people are, are like ignorant or racist or anyway. But yeah. in a lot of rural areas, you see this Confederate flag because it stands up. It stands for a set of it's beliefs that stand is for defiance, you know universal, yeah. not just American. In their mind, they're like defiance against tyranny. But I'm like, but it wasn't tyranny. It was the government. Well, it's also the tribalism. Well, and April Gallaty's probably got some good opinions. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings about uh, Abraham Lincoln. There was like, well, he freed the slaves. He only did it because it was yeah. of economic value to the yeah. North. Because the yeah. problem was that everyone in the North was like, "Motherfuckers getting free labor in the South. This ain't fair." Right. And so that's right. why he was like, "Let's free the slaves." It yeah. had nothing to do with humanitarianism. Yeah. It had yeah. to do with money. Like, it was, yeah, it was he also a fest- he was trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Sorry good. to there look fail on that no, one. Right. But <laughs> I wish we had. Hey, I wish we had all the other tones. We only had the one. I love so that. close. Those antebellum tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I mean, but it was so mm-hmm. regularized. Love like, you me some antebellum. You remember like Dukes of Hazard? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just oh, I love there. Dukes of yeah. Hazard. I like me on, too. On, on Rev, that was the name of the the name of the car. The Colonel Lee was the, the Colonel. The, the, yeah, the General. 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 You know, they went through like yeah. two hundred of those cars. Skeeter. Oh yeah. yeah. Cooter. Over two hundred yeah. cars. All Cooter. Nothing did more. Yeah. Nothing did more for the South and for. Just asses in general than that show. Uh, I I was Daisy Duke was like my I remember being five years old and having her be like sort of role. But we used to take our shirts and put them up the top and bring them on through, and it was like the little Daisy. I did Duke. the same but thing. But do you think oh, she yeah. was the champion? Do you think she was the one that really pushed forward this pro butt movement because it wasn't really fixated on that before? I I guess the public I mean, eye has shifted well, more maybe, towards the bottom. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right because before yeah, well, that pants have evolved. Tactical pants. But I think that yeah. maybe in the 70s, models were more like Twiggy and super skinny. And then Love Twiggy. They moved, they moved in the 80s into yeah. this more like ass-driven, more curvy boobs and butt. I think the fun- which then I think started the, the whole funk, everyone well, the, get a boob job. I think the funk and disco movement had a lot to do with that because some of these African-American ladies came in there and they were burning the house down sure. with some rock and bots. Society, yeah, I think we just turned to like big asses. Because we yeah. got also like world culture. I mean, They're large, large buttockses. Our, our traditional to other 
I love watching the other genres that got more popular. Among cultures, like a large buttocks. Yeah, other cultures that get. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm agreeing with. No, them. it's weird. It's weird that. No, <laughs> I'm no, not no, gonna no, get into it. I'm not gonna no, dig no, this no. hole for myself. Absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, because this not, is really. Not, this not. is really a critique on white people. Like, yeah, why do yeah. we love skinny right. bitches so much? <laughs> it's weird. I like Twiggy. I don't. I don't. I want to grow this girl is. I want to hear. But why do we love skinny bitches so much? Historically, men were attracted to bigger women because it meant luxury, like a luxurious life. Yeah. And then today, everyone can be fat. So now we're attracted to girls who aren't fat because it's like it almost kind of signifies a touch of I like, like that. I can dig like, it. That's what anyone I think. else? That's I think what it's anyone just preference. Else? I think it's fully just sexual preference. I think there's an evolutionary example for, I think for it's everything, just right? Who's going to say and yes? And who's healthiest, like too. It's health that factor fits in for me, too. You know? I want a girl that's working out like, and trying to, you know. Yeah, better herself. You have to think about what we liked like thousands of years ago, though. I don't know. Just taking care of yourself. I don't know. You yeah. Want, you want someone to take just biologically. Same reason you want childbearing hips. You want someone who's gonna survive. But Sam, you you have a lot of interesting theories on on how we've developed. I don't know. I think there's something to say about a woman that's skinny. For, like maybe she she is sacrificing eating for the tribe, and there's something there. I don't know. I don't know. Like if everyone's skinny, if everyone's skinny, and everyone can can can. Fast at certain times, yeah, and you can exist all, as a skinny person. Well, the media then, you, then you're not going to need as much resources. And, well, think about, yeah, and it's like signifi- emotions aren't always too. rational. Sorry, Nathan, Pam, do you remember Tombstone? Yeah. You remember the movie Tombstone? When he had that wife that was like she became a morphine addict oh, and she was yeah. sickly and needy, and then he was just like, "Oh, I just find me a girl that can ride a horse." It's that, and that was wired into us when we were children. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think you just, you know, maybe you're into what you're into, and we should read it. We yeah. read into it too much. Yeah. yeah. I think it's always I think, I think there's, there's, there's preferences somebody, and prejudice. Somebody for everybody. Not everybody, but most Not people. Not everybody. Most people. I, I do think beauty can be explained a little bit by evolution. Oh, yeah. No, and I don't yeah. think so. I, I think, think that so. beauty is totally but a logical. But because you use the sunset example. You love the sunset example, which is so abstract, but there are hard, concrete, like, Examples what's of what's, what's objective about a subset about a sunset? Nothing at all. But that example's right. poor. That example's poor but, to but describe but beauty as an evolutionary like facet. Okay, then how would you define beauty as an evolutionary thing? Well, I think that there are ways right. to. And I how think about this? How? Well, what would you say? Well, you can't, up, oh, you can't deep, say, then offer one. Well, offer one. Good. Good. No, no, no. Let him finish I though. Let him finish. Keep going. Yeah. There are some things that can explain revolution, like fertility, like wide hips. That makes sense. These are humans. What? This is in humans. But beauty, beauty is the, the the lines between beauty in humans and beauty in the outside world seems they seem blurred to me. So well, when you're just describing beauty as this umbrella term, like, but you feel yeah, the same way looking at a beautiful person, and there's something about composition. Sure, Heights. I can see this stuff. But I mean, there is something that's universal. You feel the same reaction to a beautiful sunset and Why? a beautiful man. Well, 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 think about where you see sunsets. Yeah, you on cliffs, on cliffs. By the ocean yeah. heights no, and, and proximity anywhere. to water. Yeah, but with sunsets, no, not sunsets in a wooded. F- oh, I think, let me. What I think Tra- Sam's everywhere. trying to say is there's not a lot of nuance to a sunset because it's the same sunset for everybody. Okay, and that's well, the great equalizer all over the world. But explain to me this: scene. the difference between someone being classically beautiful and hot. I'm not even talking about uh, that's such a, That's so much more base. He's such a bro. You guys were getting so deep, and it was so lovely. And then he's like. 
Quick, heights. we got to talk about your about shit. Heights. I think I torpedo it a little bit. A yeah. sunset so, no, but can that, be explained. Uh, a sunset, we I think other animals. four minutes I think, to figure this out. I think boys. other animals like sunsets too. I don't think it's just think us. Because so. uh, a sunset's kind of a signifier that you've made it through the day. And mm. and that's, that's when cool, it's that's about survival, just feeling it, the warmth on your back. You can't, and, like, make yeah. I think that there is a biological explanation for things like this, but there's still like the overwhelming feeling of beauty. It's something that is universal to more than just humans and landscapes. You can see it in a, in a painting of a war, of a battle, you know, yeah. with gore and everything. You can see beauty in all these things. Um, and brush. So yeah. what? That, there's more than just biological reward for seeing a, a beautiful painting. Or, or, or the feeling you get, you know, watching a play or something. There's beauty in these very abstract things, and it's the same. But it's, yet it's the same. You know? Well, then, well, I disagree because so, there's not, subjective. there's nothing more. There's but not more than a biological reward because your experience of beauty in that moment is ultimately a biochemical algorithm that's running in your brain. That's but not necessarily. No, hormones. it is an intellectual. It is a, it is a rational, and it is an irrational thing as well. But there's, but to say that that beauty is more than biology. I, yeah. I disagree with you. I think it is more than biology. I think I think our consciousness allows us to do things that are beyond is what is tangible in like the physical world. Yeah, we've created like we've created currency on the internet, bro. If we can create that, like How's we that can. How's that doing? How's Bitcoin doing? It's never tangible. The point is that it's not a tangible thing. It's something that we create with our minds. Well, so, real you know, money is so just we create beauty independent of biology just the same, the same way. Yeah, but your your opinion of beauty changes the different things yeah. by your values. So thus, beauty is something that is mm -hmm. like it is subjective and unexplainable. It's something that's just explicitly off of your own perception. Yeah, like I like guys who've been to jail. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. No, hold on. So I like, think I find that. I very think I th Aaron. I think you are right, but I think uh, what we're um, like everybody's individual and shit. You're right, but I think uh, what we're trying to explain is that a lot of people throughout history have fit in with trends. Like right now, like mm -hmm. today's trend is skinny women, and like mm -hmm. at one point it was literally people were attracted to bigger women, like because it was starvation was such a thing, famine was such a feeling that people felt within them that it subconsciously made them more attracted to right. people who don't experience it. Opulence. That's that, that's attractive. Yes, but exactly. there's a lot of and, things factor into attractiveness attractive more than beauty. Be conceived as beauty? No, I don't okay. think so. I think, okay. that, I think that beauty is a part of attractiveness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wide set eyes. For sure. Yeah, there's lots of parts of attractiveness, but beauty itself, you know, I'm not attracted to a sunset. I think it's pretty though. I think never, it's attractive, but I feel like I, I feel view like in general with any view. Like things I think are beautiful. I feel like I am attracted to. Yeah, I'm not okay, purposely trying to disagree. Actually, you don't feel Did it in your. But nutsack, attractive is a different yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, there's a, a lot chakra. more to yes. attractiveness. God damn, we're going right. deep. You feel it in a different chakra. You have you have two you have two minutes to wrap up your deep. Sorry, it's not yeah. deepness. You they're talking about boners. You understand that, right? They're putting flowery <laughs> stuff around it, but they're talking about boners. Bring it back. They use the word yeah. chakra. Thanks for you've met. You explained it to me. I am happy to do. There's a chakra in your tank. Boners too. Boners are just like What's the difference? Because when I watch a sunset, I don't get one. You know, guys. I know. I know. It's one of my bits, but like that dick pill thing. Like, if you don't need dick pills, like, it's we underestimate. The reasons why they make dick pills dick prescription dose. only, dude. Yeah, we underestimate. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, like, because it came around in like the fifties or the forties. Oh. Imagine you those, have such right? a strong brow, Billy. I've never seen I know, your brow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this kid's yeah. brow? It's, it's very yeah. Slavic. Yeah, that's that's where the Quentin Tarantino comes in. <laughs> it's, in it's when the light's coming down from on top. It's just it makes it so much worse. You look like Frida Kahlo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like a Heath Ledger. I'll take that. I love Frida Kahlo. She's a yeah, that's, she's that's great. Nice she's a, she's a legendary woman. Yeah, Just any for white comparison, look at how bitchy Jesus' brows are. Yeah. Whoa, what a whoa, bitch, dude. whoa! He definitely, whoa, whoa. definitely punk out Jesus. What for did sure. Jesus yeah. ever do to you? 
Why Jesus I, is such he, a pussy. Why are you picking he up died for all my sins? I gotta say that uh, ev- Nathan's looking more and more like a golden retriever every word that comes out of his mouth. Hey, but stop. we've got we've to end it because we've oh, got to set up I'm for the dumb. next show. Can we end it with the fact that Nathan's been losing weight? No, you just keep looking stop. more and more like a golden retriever to me. Nathan's been Nathan's been trimming down. He's looking way better than two weeks ago. They were trying to have a deep talk, and you were just trying to make it all silly. Nathan, you've been looking you've been looking better, dude. Have you been working out more? Yeah, yeah. Get back into it. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. As we all should, friends. This is take care of yourself. So this has been do a little bit of acid. Aaron Atkins out of Chicago. Nathan Lowe, local guy. Billy Billy Sullivan, local guy. Local guy. Sam Carroll, his bike messenger. Whoa, got a great, you got a great laugh oh, on yeah, that bike messenger thing. That was, yes, you don't have to analyze a real laugh. Oh, that was yeah, just like, Adam I don't even need to talk about that. That's okay. awesome. It's cute. All right, guys. Thank okay, you. Bye. your boy Sifo here here to let you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is march 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m to 10 p.m all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer.
Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. And this is your boy Rob Edwards I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual comedy festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special c- podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on event. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 p.m. on the Mutiny Radio. Saying I could tell my jokes every Monday on the Mutiny Radio. That's what I'm saying. Joke Workshop Mondays at 8 p.m. at the Mutiny Radio.
located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. The counter offers menus and drinks for $10 per person. Flavor tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, the counter offers serve specials off the Taco Bell menu. Only better. Your favorite Taco Bell item? Check out this list. The counter offer uses only fresh ingredients. Never store-bought shit. Special ingredients include scratch dates, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. The counter offer even all of this great food is $10, then comes dessert, and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The counter offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van Ness. Be sure and tell them Mutiny Radio sent you the counter offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a pattern? We'll gather around the For all of you listening in that heaven, they've got live comedy, a small business advice, LGBTQ friendly for sports, vinyls, and gutter punk. Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I'd bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t shirts and hoodie designs. And mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy. Plant ideas in your skull that make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders, and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is 
darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They were very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space where it's welcoming to all good people actively invest in our community social centers. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival hosting an incredible offside show Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3152-5306 Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive.
what I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I peace of mind. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been So hi everyone, welcome to Spec Script. Nice. Uh, so Today, yeah, oh, we have great chemistry. Go ahead, go ahead, Melina. Sorry. They will be. So the story of Spec Script is that we all read a script written by someone who's never seen the TV show before. So de- today will be. Uh, Showcasing a script written by me, Melina Best, uh, based on the show One Tree Hill, called Belief in Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, this is going to be a great show. Uh, We got a lot of talented comics going to be doing some characters for us. Um, Yeah, usually the show is hosted by Chris Hotomy. He's not, wasn't able to make it. So it's me, Cam Strong, and Melina Best rocking it. And, um... Yeah, to get started, wait, yeah, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go around, we're going to have everyone introduce themselves and then the character that they're playing, and then uh, say, say a favorite thing you remember from high school, you know? doesn't have to be something fancy, doesn't, doesn't got to bring a tear, just something that you connect with. What do you say, Melina? You want to go first? Sure. I'll start off. I'm Melina Best, and I'll be reading the stage directions, my favorite part of high school was our mascot, even though we didn't have a team, we had a mascot, which was the goat. It was, it w- where'd you go to school? It's called Pacific Crest Community School in Portland. And they said, so it's Portland Community Crest, and they said, go the goats. We didn't really say that. But okay. Yeah. I'm Cam, uh, Cam Strong, if you do. I'll be playing Rod Birch. Yeah. Hey, you know, my th- favorite thing from high school was just the unlimited possibility of anything that could be, you know? Now as an adult, we know we're not going to do anything cool. But as a high schooler, you had no idea. There we go. <laughs> my name is Elliot Marinus, and I'm playing Bobby. I've never seen One Tree Hill, but I'm excited to see what happens here. It has a good theme song. I'll give them that. <laughs> that band rocks, whoever they are. Fucking rock. But um, my favorite experience in high school was taking some liquid LSD in the bathroom in the last period and then starting to feel it a little bit as school ended. And I also had a cool film class. All right. Uh-huh. Hey everybody, uh, my name's Julia Corral. I'll be playing Stacy Joe. I was a high school cheerleader, right? Varsity. My favorite thing about high school was uh, obviously then the weekend finger bangings. <laughs> Perk of the job. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Lucky. Hey, all right, uh, my name is Kevin, Kevin M. Quigley. Uh, I've seen one episode of One Tree Hill when I was in eighth grade. I had a hot 23-year-old English teacher who made us watch One Tree Hill to demonstrate how Frytalk's pyramid worked. 
Uh, my favorite memory from high school, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, a strict all-boys Catholic high school. You could get detention if you didn't shave your stubble. You'd get detention if you forgot to silence your phone. You'd get detention if you didn't wear socks. And it was, uh, there were no girls, no finger-banging. Uh, there were uh, child molesters actively employed by the school uh, via the archdiocese. But despite all odds, no one, and I mean no one, brought in a gun and shot everyone at school. So we Congrats. dodged the bullet on that one. Yeah. Woo! I'm Billy Joe Gillespie. I'm going to be uh, doing the voices of uh, Tracy and Sadie. And uh, my favorite part of high school was ditching. <laughs> right on. My name is James Fisher Jr. I'm going to be playing the role of Nick, aka the logger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and my favorite part of high school, like I went to high school with one of my sisters and everybody thought she was pretty hot, so I guess it was like good for my family. I don't know. <laughs> like good social like worth. <laughs> yeah, like <you> just, <laughs> yeah, my hey, sister's family sexy. of the hot lady. <laughs> my sister's sexy. Give me your lunch money. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the economy's doing better because your sister's <laughs> hot. <laughs> and my name is April Gallaty. I will be playing Cecily and Woman. And uh, my, fa <laughs> my favorite part of high school was uh, band. She did air quotes when she said woman. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Casey McNeil. Oh, I will be right. doing the parts of Reed Douglas and Customer. Uh, favorite high school memory, smoking weed with the lunch ladies and um, mythology teachers. So that's everyone. And thank you again for listening in. And let's enjoy Belief in Yourself, written <laughs> by Melina Best. Well, I think you should specify that it's belief like a leaf. Belief. Yeah. Right. But no one was yes. getting that, that pun in there. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Exterior, morning. The small town of One Tree Hill, Kansas. There's only one tree in the whole town. The town is small, but with only one tree, the people aren't doing very well. Stacy, Joe, Tracy, Neil, and Bobby are walking together to high school. One Tree Hill High School. <laughs> How come nothing ever happens in this town? Have you looked around? There's only one tree here. People just, people are just trying to breathe. <laughs> All right. I get it. I'm just so bored. Bored of living and afraid of dying? Join the club. Oh, you're in a club? I thought we were just each other's only friends. Neil, it's just the same. I do have one other friend. It's your treat. treat. It's your cat. Your cat. <laughs> it is my cat. He's the bomb. He's a bomb. Neil, it's just the same. Jump back a bit because everyone was saying that to him. But then he catches back up with them like nothing happened. They have reached One Tree Hill High School. I can't wait to blow this popsicle stand. Neil's about to question that, but thinks better of it. 
interior morning, One Tree Hill High School language arts classroom. The four friends' first class is language arts. To save on paper and to keep the one tree of One Tree Hill alive and well, the students are asked to take notes on their cell phones. Since they're always on their phones anyway, it's a win-win. Their teacher, Ron Birch, has just finished lecturing about a passage in The Catcher in the Rye that everyone was supposed to have read. Bobby, do you have anything to add with regards to this week's do I have anyone's attention? He doesn't. Everyone is too busy looking at their phones, laughing, and sending texts because, obviously. We're all going to die soon. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Birch, what kind of statement? This doesn't work in One Tree Hill. Now if you were to say something about my cat, you could have my full attention. Shut up about your cat. <laughs> well, I hope to see you kids tomorrow. Or maybe I don't. You're all terrible. Just kidding. You're all great. No one's listening anyway. Stacy, Joe, Tracy, Bobby, and Neil are on their way to social studies. Stacy, Joe always flips her hair when she walks. That is her one-trick pony in One Tree Hill. Interior, One Tree Hill High School Social Studies classroom. While their social studies teacher, Celia Finch, drones on about World War II, the four friends discuss what they're going to do after school. What should we do after school today? Neil, <laughs> you ask this nearly every day, and it's always the same answer. We're going to hang out on One Tree Hill, get some air. Then we have work? Do I need to answer that? Stacy, Joe, and Bobby shake their heads no. Exterior, late afternoon, One Tree Hill. The four friends are sitting or lying down on One Tree Hill. The tree on One Tree Hill is a nice elm tree. I'm surprised there aren't more people on this hill. Not like we're the only ones who know about it, right? <laughs> right? They're probably out doing adult things that we can only dream about because I doubt we'll make it to adulthood. Plus, who's to say they aren't hanging out here while we're in school? Everyone nods in agreement. They couldn't argue with that. Oh my gosh. You guys... My birthday is coming up a week from today. I'm so excited. I hope you'll let me know. You'll let me elaborate on my birthday plans. Tracy had been bringing up her birthday for the past few weeks now, but everyone had been changing the subject because they knew it'd be no time before she brought it up again. She's just so excited. This time they let her go on. What are you planning on doing for your birthday, Tracy? I'm going to plant some seeds on this hill so that it'll be several tree hill. Everyone looks at each other for a couple moments while Tracy smiles with anticipation. Do we have a playlist going while Tracy attempts this groundbreaking feat? Maybe songs by The Roots or Sound Garden? That was actually kind of funny, Neil. Tracy, I admire your efforts, but you haven't tried before. Someone once tried to plant trees because of desire to live a healthier life or something, but it didn't work. Soil is only strong enough to support one tree. I hear you, but I'm determined to try. Who knows? Maybe I'll turn over a new leaf. Well, we do know. Bobby just explained it. Tracy didn't hear Stacy, Joe. Well, I'm going to sit, go say hi to treat my cat before work. Sounds good. See everyone at work in 20s. 
Everyone shakes their heads in agreement. They roll down the hill, going their separate ways. The hill is small, so they are bumping into each other. But they try to make the best of it. Interior, Tracy's house. Tracy's mom has decorated the house with photographs and paintings of leaves and trees. There are also sayings on her walls, such as, Turn over a new leaf. Don't go barking up the wrong tree. How was school today, hon? Were you able to go hang out on the hill? Yeah, it was fun. I remember when I used to hang out on the hill. Quickly, like the one who tried to plant more trees on One Tree Hill 15 years ago. When she was first thinking about doing it, there were people who were for it and others who were soil <coughs> scientists and knew it wasn't going to work. But Cecily was determined. Exterior, One Tree Hill 15 years ago. Flashback to when Cecily tried to plant more trees on One Tree Hill. I'm going to make One Tree Hill a better place to live for everyone. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Um, I want this to happen as much as you do, but it's impossible. Stop trying to make plant life happen. It's not going to happen. Don't be a stick in the mud, Sadie. As we know, as hard as Cecily tried, plant life didn't happen. Well, guess who wasn't able to put a stick or even seeds in the mud? Leave me alone, Sadie. Exterior, present day, evening, outside of One Tree Hill Burger Lair. The four friends show up to work. One Tree Hill Burger Lair at the same time. One side of One Tree Hill Burger Lair is One Tree Hill Tommy Hilfiger. On the other side of Burger Lair is One Tree Hill The Hill Has Eyes eye doctor's office. Special burger of the day at Burger Lair is the I'm Stumped hamburger. Two beef patties, a couple slices of bacon, and some wedges of lettuce. A woman comes in looking rather confused. Hi there. Welcome to Burger Lair. What can I get for you? Hi. You don't seem to have any clothes out front, so I was wondering if you have any Hilfiger clothes in the back. Stacy Joe pauses for a few seconds, waiting to see if she's actually thinking. By the woman's silence, Stacy Joe realizes Ugh. Tommy Hilfiger is right next door. They'll have what you need. Okay, so you don't have clothes here? That's what I just finished saying, yes. Oh, how strange. Goodbye. It's not strange. We sell burgers, not clothes. And he's already left. I'm surprised we don't get those kind of questions more often. I mean, the shops are right next to each other. Stacy Joe can't come up with a response to the woman. Fortunately, the restaurant manager, Reed <coughs> Douglas, is coming from his office to speak with her. Stacy Joe, I don't understand why you didn't just suggest our special of the day to the customer after explaining that we were not Tommy Hilfiger. Always bring the conversation back to the burgers. She wasn't interested in eating at Burger Lair. Well, you could do a better job is all I'm saying. The man walks in and <laughs> proceeds to stare at the menu behind Stacy Joe for too long. Hi there. Welcome to Burger Lair. Let me know when you're ready to order. Are your burgers made with beef? Yes, our burgers are made with beef. And before you ask, yes, our french fries are made with potatoes. Reed Douglas is eyeing. 
Mm, what to get? I'm stumped. Ha ha, get it? The special burger is called I'm Stumped. And so I said, I'm stumped. Stacy Joe got it. This was going to be a long Exterior some days later at One Tree Hill. It is Tracy's birthday. She's on the hill holding a packet of plant seeds with Neil, Stacy Joe, Bobby, and a cat treat. All right, I have the seeds. Who's ready to breathe better air? Here goes nothing. You're successful. I feel like we won't be in Kansas anymore. Still not quite understanding sayings, Neil. Tracy is putting seeds in the ground, but as soon as she does, the ground spurts them back up. Yes, it was always meant to be one tree hill. Exterior, the next day, late afternoon, one tree hill. The four friends are walking up to one tree hill. There is a sign on the hill. Bobby says that loggers will be coming in two days to cut down that one tree off one tree hill. How can this be? We're all going to die. If that happens, the name of the city will have to change to None Tree Hill. I can't help fall, falling in leaf with you. Wait. We're in a hold. We're in a hold. More like Nun Tree Hill. <laughs> Interior, the next evening. One Tree Hill Burger Lair. On an average day, it is hard enough for the four friends to keep themselves focused on their duties at Burger Lair, but this is no average day. Their lives are flashing before their eyes as they think about the one tree being cut down. The special burger of the day is when death comes knocking. Well done cheeseburger with ketchup, mustard, tomatoes, relish, and red peppers. Uh, what are we going to do about our appending doom? We're going to protest. We're going to stop the loggers. Neil and Tracy are too lost in their own thoughts that they don't notice a person walking in. A knock, knock. Can I order? Tracy realizes that if the tree is to be cut down, she won't have to work here anymore, which brings a smile to her face. Exterior, the next morning, One Tree Hill. The four friends, along with each of their parents and Bobby's cat, Treat, are standing in front of the one tree while the loggers are there with their trucks and machinery trying to get them to budge. We aren't going to budge. You'll have to kill us. I'm sorry. There's no way around this. We have to do this. How come? I, I, I don't know. I was only given a certain number of lines in this story. Do you want to do this? Yes and no. Mostly no, I guess. Then don't do it. Listen to your heart. Okay. We won't do it. Let's back up and head out. The loggers get ready to go. The parents are conversing while the four friends are sharing another moment by the tree. 
I can't help falling in leaf with you. Neil smiles. You know, Tracy, I like you too. That was actually pretty cool. Neil is trying to express his fondness for Tracy, who is not listening. She has her arms wrapped around the tree. You could say she's one tree hills, one tree hugger. Fade to black. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. That was our One Tree Hill spec script. Um, oh, my God. So many twists, so many turns of character development. We all grew a little bit, I think, this day. It was it was really nice. Um, how do we end the show? We, I mean, we got – just start saying stuff, people. We're, we're, we made it through the knot hole. That, uh, we did it. Was the original One Tree Hill a murder mystery? Yes. No. It was? Yeah. No. You're yeah. arguing. What happened to the one See? black kid? Yeah, he what happened to the one? He is doing well. He has a tire shop. I, in the one tree I hope he wasn't yeah. the murderer. That's what I wonder about my high school, too. <laughs> the one black guy murderer? Yeah, what happened to the one black kid? <laughs> He's doing fine. <laughs> got a family and kids. What about now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so that was great. Thank you. Do we just hands in and say One Tree Hill, kiss on the lips, and... Uh, well, you have, technically, you have 20 minutes left to kind of do whatever you want. You could say it here without any quick break, or you can go. Time is here. We've been on the run, traveling in the sun, traveling down the 401. One Tree Hill, here spec we come. script. One Tree Hill, yeah. spec script. Yours was better. <laughs> I know, it was, it was on theme. Yeah. <laughs> you look, One Tree Hill and the OC... Mandela effect. I think they were the same show. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for coming to Spec Script. Please listen in. Chris Otomiosis is a great show. Look at Google us. Thank you. Spec Script we're Portland a podcast. podcast. Beauty Radio. Everyone stick around. It's going to be a great show. A lot of good festivals All going week. on. All week. And um, just be a little better tomorrow, everyone. Take care of your trees. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
I've been trying to be lately. All I have to do is think of me and I peace of mind. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your 
Chief Nurse Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. Time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? 
Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio. Began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue 
underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. What's today's date, girl? Uh, today is January, what, January 5th, 5th 2019. This is episode 135 uh, of Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-O-Y-T, as we're known uh, in the iTunes and RSS feed. Carl, what's the movie? Today we are watching another National Lampoon movie, National Lampoon's Golf Punk. Golf Punk, starring Tom Arnold. Hey everybody, if you're listening in, we are in the middle of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Coming up next, Synchronous with me. We're doing a little sound check, so check it out. Come down here right now to Mutiny Radio. Can I talk to your camera? Experience Synchronous with me. So, we are here. your boy Sifo here here to let you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is march 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m to 10 p.m all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95824. Or download a podcast and you- 
Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like, other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passers? You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Yahoo!
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, 
First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival hosting an incredible offside show Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. It is you, you and I once again. Once again on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T here on Mutiny Radio. We stream first on Mutiny Radio every Sunday, 2 p.m. Just type in mutinyradio.fm and there's your info. And you can listen. There's a listen button. There's a donate button. We're L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on podcasts. Type that into your podcast. On iTunes, you will find either a black box or the Mutiny Radio description, whatever work uh, Richard Kiss did for us two years ago. It's gone, but you'll find us. We're there. Oh, we don't. You you'll see us. We're listed by the date, as podcasts do. And then go to YouTube and type in L W A F L M O Y T, and you can follow the video version. Which hi, it's uh, with yeah. That's probably what's happening now. Hi hi. Uh, we're waving our hand on the video version, which you can see. 
Now you say, Mike, wow, I could stream L-W-A-L-F-L-M-O-Y-T on mutinyradio.fm. I could download the podcast L-W-A-L-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I can even watch it on YouTube. I have one question. What the fuck is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T? Let's, Let's watch, watch a, a full-length full movie on YouTube. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube where we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch it on YouTube with the sound off, and you listen to us at the same time. Why? Why do it to yourself? <laughs> hey, man. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right? That's where we're at. My research. All of my research. Oh, well, I'm very excited to let you know that we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, I'm dying to know, what is the movie this week? This week we will watch, but you should say, because it's the switcheroo, The oh, Time of Their Lives. Gonna, the Time of Their Lives. 1946. What? Switcheroo. Carl, as... A self-proclaimed guest has been co-hosting this show for five years. He has been producing the show for the same time. And that includes uh, our weekly count comedian countdown, which you'll hear shortly, and the theme song, which you heard in the beginning. So, uh, And also, Carl researches the movie. He actually watches these movies several times, and he writes down copious, copious notes. And he guides me. And usually, I don't watch the movie at all. I just uh, put the audience around. Yeah. I'm like mini radio audience. I just do fuck all, usually in their <laughs> studio. And then uh, Carl has all the notes, and he will tell me the story. Well, it's switcheroo time, as it is, it is usually. This time, I've researched the movie. Carl has requested a film, The Time of Their Lives, and asked me to, to research it and host Carl, who's never seen this movie. Never have. Uh, to do it. So, Carl... Uh, I am going to say 1946 is the movie year. So yes. type into your YouTube uh, search engine, The Time of Our Lives, 1946, and you yeah. will find curated films and TV shows. The channel we like is curated films and TV shows. Yeah, it's, they're good. There's some really good stuff on it. Okay, including... so in the search engine I see, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike. Yeah. It says, Abbott and Costello dash The Time of Their Lives Close parent, uh, you know, the parentheses tight against right. There's no space. Oh right, yeah, there. Six. Oh yeah, so we oh, should. Uh, we've been. I've been trying to bury the lead about the switcheroo and the stars of our movie. It's oh. Abbott and Costello on the LWAFLMOYT. I should boys just are back. the audience. Uh, no, that's all right. It's fine. So it's it's Abbott and Costello. No, it's important it. to tell the title. So it's Abbott and Costello, ampersand and then the hyphen. The no, no ampersand. Life. Oh. Not Abbott and Costello. I'm not looking at it because I have my no cute. Oh, okay. Abbott and Costello dash the time of their lives, 1946 in parentheses with no space. And the channel we like is curated movies and TV shows. There's an ampersand for you, Mike. Oh, thank God. Oh, I like the mixed stylings of A and D and an ampersand. Oh, mm -hmm. oh. the stories we could tell. All right. Well, so we want you to go to the find that movie, Abbott and Costello, time of their lives. 1946 on curated movies and TV shows. Find it, click the link, hit pause, moves timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to have a special comedian do the countdown for us. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Stephen Lewis. Oh, thank welcome, you. Stephen. Thank you, Carl, and thank you to the audience. 
Now, Stephen, I consider you a New York City comedian. Is that fair? Are you broader than that? How do you define yourself? Yeah, 100%. I've been doing stand-up comedy in the New York City area for almost seven years now. Wow. Um, but you are correct. I do have, I wear many hats. So, uh, now we met at compound media recently. I think we bumped into each other twice there and, uh, you used to be a producer there today. You're a friend. You're on appearances all the time. Tell me about your producer days, how you got involved there, what you did, uh, at your time at compound media. Yeah, well, I mean, we bumped in the first time, uh, on Gino Bisconti's show. Shout out to our buddy, Gino. Uh, feel better, pal. Yeah. And, and then um, we saw each other at one of the, I don't think we can really talk about it yet because it's, I don't know if it's ever going to see the air, but we were in a part of a crazy game show uh, the other day. But yes, when I was at Compound, I started off as the producer of the East Side Dave show, which uh, shout out to, again, shout out to my big buddy, East Side Dave, who currently has a show called Davey Max Sports that can be found on YouTube. I've been appearing on that as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy, East Side Dave of Ron and Fez, Fame. He used to uh-huh. be a producer on Ron and Fez show. Gotcha. Uh, hello, Ron, Ron Bennington, and rest in peace, Fez Watley. Uh, um, I, I was able to work with Dave for a full year at Compound Media on a one-to-one basis and produce his show. So that was my first introduction to the entertainment business. That's where I ended up becoming a comedian through uh-huh. uh, being involved with Compound, who has a steady stream of comedians coming in. Now, on that game show at uh, Compound, it came down to you and me. And I wanted to sing Kumbaya and Ty. Why don't you tell everybody so, what happened? Yes. Um, <laughs> the long and short of it is that I was going into the final round ahead of you. And then the judges gave us an option to either agree to tie and both win or if someone double crosses the other one and, and says, I win, they lose, then, or vice versa. Very strange twist to the end of a long, arduous journey. Um, but yeah, I totally just like looked you in the eye and said, we're going to tie, yeah. and then knew right away, I'm going to stab Carl right in the back, and it's going to be hilarious. So <laughs> I hate to admit this, but yes, folks, hopefully you get to see this. Uh, as spoiler alert, I end up completely turning on Carl. Uh-huh. I, I was having a great time with you too, but well, it it's fun. better content than singing Kumbaya for sure. Right. Okay. Now you also, I mean, comedian, yes, but you're also working, doing special effects, uh, doing, uh, I wouldn't call it makeup. It's, 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 uh, practical, practical special effects. Yes, that's, that's about that trauma entertainment, uh, you, with Lloyd Kaufman, uh, you're doing special effects. Tell me about your involvement there. Yes. Uh, so I've done practical special effects, uh, which is the specific department that I'm on most times. But I've also done like just art department and general set design, set dressing. Uh, but yeah, my my love is making blood spray, blood spurt, <laughs> decapitating heads, smashing heads, cutting fingers off, limbs off. Uh, all, over at Troma, we're, you know, well known for our gore, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say there's at least one head crushed in every single piece of trauma production. Um, I know you said that you recently watched Trauma's War. Yeah, not uh, recently, but yes, what, Trauma's War was definitely one of the better shows we did here. And and you're doing, you told me Kaufman's maybe last movie. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, so that's like this great film that you got to go out and find a way to see. They're doing a, a bit of a 
promotional tour throughout the United States. So just go online and Google Shakespeare's shit. It's hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm from <laughs> Lloyd Coffin's trauma. Uh, and it's a take on the Tempest. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it actually has a um, Shakespearean background on the story. Uh, but it's one of the most unique films I've ever been a part of and have seen personally, not just to be you know selfish about that. But yeah, that was the first film that I uh, got involved with trauma through Shakespeare's Shitstorm, uh, which was written by Brandon Bassam, who is the director of Bring on the Damned, a, a new project that I'm currently working on. Uh, we, we filmed Shakespeare's Shitstorm back in 2017, and it took us a while to get it out, and then COVID delayed it even further. Yeah, so yeah. we had the world premiere, uh, the New York premiere, excuse me, in person at the Museum of Moving Images out in Astoria, Queen, the MoMI. And uh, yeah, we had a sold-out audience to, to see that premiere, and now it's been making its way around the country. So here we are sitting in July of 2022, and bring on the damned, what, it's, it's going to premiere now, or... So, so to give you a little more information about Bring on the Damned, it's going to be a five-story anthology oh. wrapped up into one film. Okay. Um, so it's got these five different segments. We've currently completed uh, at least one to my na No, yeah, at least one. And we're working on getting the other five finished. But in the meantime, we've been filming parts of all five with a bunch of really talented artists, uh, actor, persons, comedians in New York City. I know we have Ian Fidance as the star of one of uh, of one of the segments as well as zach amico is also another star he's my good buddy over at trauma he got me involved there in the first place but yeah bring on the dam is a five-part compilation like slasher horror david fincher uh psychological funny thrill it's like a great mishmash of all different genres uh and we'll have the trailer out by the time this episode airs i was told so if you guys want to just get like a, a good, yeah, you'll get a good feel of the the trailer. Uh, if you if you can Google that as well, bring on the damned. Now you've got another premiere coming out this month too. This is the Secret of Cuck Island. Uh, that's an intriguing title. Tell me about that one. Yeah, it's the tagline is "Whose seed is in you?" So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Secret of Cuck Island is the basically brainchild of uh, a bunch of incredibly talented young folks from all over the country that all came together through Shakespeare shitstorms cast and crew. And we've stayed in touch over the past couple of years. And, uh, the, the star of it, it's a found footage type film. Uh, and the star John Bergio is one of my co-hosts on my new podcast, uh, blunt smoker video, but yeah, That's John, Bergio, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, John, John Bergio is the star. Our buddy Reeves Elliott is the, he wrote it. And, uh, it was, directed as well by Reeves and shot by our buddy Sammy Zhang, who started off as an intern on the trauma film Shakespeare Shitstorm, and he's now accepted to the AFI. He's okay. on his way to L.A. to do two years at the AFI, which is like Very one nice. of the most prestigious honors of any yeah. filmmaker. So we were like, we're losing Sammy for two years uh, because he's the one who's been doing this incredible shooting for us. And yeah, we just got a dedicated group of funny uh, really hardworking individuals with a lot of creativity and uh, n- uh, never give up, never die attitude. So um, we're all broke too. So we, we make things work with a limited budget. So uh, thank you for asking about those projects, man. I'd love for mo- more folks to go out there and just 
Google The Secret of Cuck Island. That trailer is already out. It's premiering at Troma Dance uh, in Mahoning. It, pre- it premiered at Troma Dance in Mahoning Drive-In out gotcha. in Pennsylvania uh, this July. So you folks can definitely see the trailer. And then I'm not sure how they're going to go about the streaming. It's probably going to be on Troma Now. So check out Troma Now if you've never uh, gotten into the whole Troma library. And you can also see other really cool independent horror now, one of the re- well, the reason I thought to have you on the podcast, you were just having a conversation at Compound, and I overheard you talking about a, a podcast that you do that involves a full-length movie. Now, this is called Blunt, Smoke, Blunt Smoker Video. It's all one word. Tell me about this new project. I, I mean, that's what brings you here today. I was like, this is pretty analogous to what we do. So tell me about this. It's very synchronistic. Uh, so, yeah, I very excited to be releasing this brand new project that I've been kicking around for a while and we've recorded our first demo and we're going to record a second demo and then we'll have it out to the public I'd say by the beginning of August so Uh definitely stay tuned but yes Blunt Smoker Video is a podcast where me and two of my trauma buddies we smoke a marijuana blunt uh, and (laughs) then Right, and then we watch uh, a film together. Uh, so what we do, we do is we won't do a, a watch along. We'll watch it together and take a halfway point break and do a recap for the audience on what we're seeing, what we're noticing, what extra effect the marijuana has had on us and our viewing experience. Enhancing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Or you know, kind of confused. Sometimes you can be confused. <laughs> um, like our, our first demo was Kill Bill. Volume one, you know, ah, which is, I think yeah. it is a tremendous, amazing story. But, you know, being high and trying to watch it, if you go back and watch the opening scene, it's like confusing as all hell. You know, Uma Furman's all beat up and Bill is given some sort of strange soliloquy. And then she mutters that it's your baby. And then he shoots her in the head. You know, it's like <laughs> fucking real confusing. And then they go yeah. right to this knife fight between Uma Thurman and Vivica A. Fox, which is like one of the greatest scenes, in my personal opinion, in movie history, you know? Uh, but like something that you don't really pick up when you're just kind of going along for the ride sober. But when Stone, we were like, hold the phone. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? You know, we were talking about how great it looked to have the cereal box all over the floor uh, with all the, the colorful, like we spent five minutes talking about the cereal that was used in that scene, uh, which I think is hilarious. This is content. Yes, this is Blunt Smoker Video, all one word, and we're looking for that in August. Yeah, and that's going to be on Twitter and Instagram as well, just Blunt Smoker Video. If you Google, I'll have that all wrapped up. Again, I'm like kind of a little bit of a stickler, a little bit of a control freak, and I feel like we're we're not quite there. We're like 90, 95% of the way there, and uh, once I feel comfortable enough, once my psych psychotic psyche can wrap my uh wrap wrap my head around it we'll push it out now you talked about uh twitter instagram that's where i was going next social media how can people find you out there you've got uh steve can't lose at that's the twitter now it's it's st okay if people want to google you it's it's ph it's steven lewis with the ph sure yeah if you see me on like a trauma project i'm listed as steven lewis on imdb I'm listed as Stephen Lewis, um, but a lot of folks related to Compound Media and in the New York City comedy scene know me more as Stevie Lou, you know, which is kind of like a street slang sort of name. Um, so I've got a lot of folks who know me as Stevie Lou, and um, I'm trying to move 
more towards a professional approach and uh, adopt Stephen Lewis full time. You know, well, Stevie Lou comedy. That is your Instagram, Stevie Lou comedy. S T E V I E L E W, Lou, as in Lewis. Stevie Lou comedy at Instagram. Steve can't lose at Twitter. Uh, what else are you on? Fa- We're friends on Facebook. I think you're Stephen Lewis with a PH on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been around. I'm turning forty this year, so mm-hmm. I was that age group that was adopting Facebook when it first started. Right. So uh, I'm like two. One foot out the door there. I kind of really use it just to stay in touch with folks, friends, and family. So I don't do as much promotion on Facebook anymore uh, just by choice. I also don't use, like, TikTok or uh, Snapchat either. Um, To me, so far, I feel like Instagram and Twitter uh, do the trick. Yeah. You know, and you can disagree with that, and that's fine. And I know some folks are more into a more full approach, you know. Now that I said this, I'm going to have to go make sure that I get one smoker <laughs> video on YouTube uh, before, you know, you get it, Carl, or the mm-hmm. audience out there jumps on it. <laughs> okay, now, Stephen Lewis with a PH, Stephen Lewis. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment, and that's what you're here for. Why don't you go ahead, Stephen Lewis, and give us that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Thank you very much, Carl. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to get your fingers on that play button and get ready for this countdown. Give me a three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian. That was awesome. I really enjoyed listening to it when it airs. Now, the universal picture. Oh, this picture is universal. Universal. We're used to the giant letters descending the earth. So I guess that's the same premise. They're circling. Premise. Abbott yeah. and Costello. So, Carl, you picked this movie. Why did you pick Abbott and Costello, and why did you pick the time of their lives? Well, I picked Abbott and Costello because I used to watch it on Sundays, probably like you. It was either WOR Channel 9 or, or Channel – yeah, w, it was either – Right. Or, or, or Channel 11 in the Bay, and it was a double feature. I don't remember that, but I do remember that you would turn on the TV and it's like, ah, oh, I miss our tunes, and there's this black and white thing, but eventually you'd get sucked in. <laughs> and the mummy and everything. So that is why it caught my eye. And then there were a bunch to choose from. So I'm like, what am I going to do? This one I saw, they were in colonial gas. Yeah, ga- which, uh, which will. Yeah, and we'll talk about the the location and the time and the fifth year of the Revolutionary War right off the bat. Uh, this is Charles Barton's first movie Charles with them. Barton. He did their last film. He's done eight films, including Frankenstein. Okay, so this takes place in 18, 1780. Wow. Did you realize the war happened after the Declaration of Independence? Is that crazy? Well, yeah, that's what kicked it off. We, we oh. shoved it in England's nose. We declare! Our I thought they won, and they're like... Okay, Boom, here's the receipt. Here we go. So, so sign it. So this is Dan. This is actually West Point. This is Long Island. This wow, is where the Great Gatsby took place. Uh, they're is... saying, hey, check out the wife of uh check out Lady Danbury, huh? Oh, Sir Danbury must be a lucky man. He doesn't okay. have a title, but that's part of it. So basically, this is Long Island. This is where the Great Gatsby took place. Uh, in Revolutionary War history, Benedict Arnold had West Point here, and he was going to surrender it, surrender it to it. Okay. So that's 
that is a storyline in here because who came up with the plan? Mr. Danbury. Tom Danbury of Danbury Manor came okay. up with it. Which is where we are. Yeah, so we are here, and uh, Abbott and Costello are in this movie, but this is the second time in a row that they don't dare see there's Abbott. What Sir, is this a good, Look at this hair. Is this a good liquor? Uh, well, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, from what someone told me. <laughs> <laughs> he's he usually the straight man. Yeah, but he's the best straight man because he has such a great range. He's so angry. He belittles the shit out of Costello in all their movies. Look, he's yeah. boozing. Yeah, he, so, yeah, that's right. There, He will always get to a point in which Abbott's fucking up because he's a dummy. And right. then, <laughs> yeah, because... No, Costello's fucking up because he's a dummy, and then Abbott will get pissed at him. But he will you shoot him down. Like you can just see the palatable anger. Be 